0: Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony
1: Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. <laughs> welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. So weird not hearing him say something after it. I think you know, How should. about just add anything? Oh, um, like I'm Jared, Jared Brandon. Brandon. Guitar I like player here we go we are thrilled to death that you are listening to our show we love knowing that you all are out there because you're calling jared calling jared um that's right so uh we're really excited for another wonderful show hope you like the last one if you didn't hear the last one holy mackerel go back and check all 232 of them why don't you what yes that many, it's crazy pants. Wow. Um, hey, to, is yep. there someone on the line? Well, I was just about to get to that. Okay. Um, we've got a very special guest tonight. Um, you know how much we rave about our grand poobahs, and we've got a uh, one who is not afraid to talk about guitar stuff. No. Who are you, poobah?
2: Hey, uh, my name is Cody Foster, and uh, I I am a grand poobah. That's right. I don't, I don't know what that means, but. It's that, done a lot for my resume. That means <laughs> that
3: you have your own personal hot tub that is filled with some form of orange liquid. Yes. You yes. wear a fez while listening. Do you have your fez on right now?
2: I'm not. I don't have it on right now, but I am looking directly at it.
3: Okay. Perfect. That'll work. Close enough. Yes. We <laughs> what, have fez what? by proximity.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. And you are a mover and shaker and a helper of this podcast. Not only this podcast, but the
0: guitar community. Um, you know, this is somebody who is uh, spending an awful lot of time. You know, buying, checking out, yeah, trading, yeah, selling, yeah, playing, check, doing all the things. Yes. with all of the builders uh, and and other uh, musicians, and it's and it's great so we really appreciate that we do
3: we uh Todd what do we do on this show
0: well let me tell you about that tony we interview boutique builders of guitar gear pedals yeah. guitars amps etc 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 we also have people who uh are very influential in the industry in in different kinds of ways um we've had a lot of fun talking to people who uh who are, are spend a lot of their time doing demos yep. to get their sort of feel for what's going on. Yep. And, uh, we're going to have more. We also do uh, Jared's favorite, which is one Oh ones in which we get to learn about certain subjects. And we had a semi one Oh one, uh, just recently with Rob chafe. It was that Mad about, amplification. We I didn't, didn't call, call it a one on one. It was more like a Q and I I didn't realize he worked on semis. You know, he, he does not. That was a good one, Tony. <laughs> um, so uh, anyways, we've got lots of those. We're going to do more. And we welcome your opinions. If you got yeah. if you got some ideas for, hey, I'd love for you guys to do a 101 on, on this topic or whatever, yeah. please let us know. If you have special builders that you would love to have on the show, let us know. We're always running into new ones. We're always trying to book new ones. We... um you know, not everybody wants to, to uh, spend time doing a podcast. And that's just kind of the way it is sometimes. Not all of them work out, but we've got a pretty good
3: success rate with getting them on the show. So, okay. Uh, well, next time I ask you that question, I'd like you to pare it down a little bit. Give me the elevator <laughs> speech. Oh, sorry. That was, that was a I've little never excessive. of these before. It's very excessive. Okay. All right. Well, we have
0: a gem-packaronied show, and uh, we're going to make sure that uh, we get Jared on the line. He's having a few technical issues. Okay, so yeah. anyways, we're going to move on. We've got some uh, announcements. Uh, I want to share... The old Jared left. I'm still here. <laughs> Uh, many of you have been listening yeah. for a long time, and any time you hear that sound, it's usually not good. Yeah. Um, but uh, old Jared left. New Jared, new and improved Jared, is still here. That's he, right. He's got a new chip. The pickup um, guy's here. Yeah, the pickup guy. So, yep. I, I, you know, I I love sharing some of the mail we get, some of the direct messages and stuff. Letters. Uh, letters and and whatnot. And uh, I had a really interesting one the other day uh, you know honestly one of the great things about this is that if you get if somebody sends you one you send something back chances are that conversation keeps going yeah and I've had so many strings of conversations where I'm like wow I feel like I've just like you know made a friend out there and aside from a, from somebody who enjoys the show and, and you know, enjoys listening to us be stupid. Um, you made can- a connection. We connect on deeper things. Yeah. You know, it's cool. Not necessarily even on guitar stuff. On, not even on deeper things sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's very surface level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, this is from Augustine, aka Augie. Uh, and he was writing in about. Um, the super amps. He says, Hey, Nobs, just want to say thanks for doing what you do. I really enjoyed this podcast because of all the super power tube talk. Yes, well, so mm-hmm. did I mm-hmm. as, a, as a super owner. Mm-hmm. Um, he he goes on, uh, I'm going to try to paraphrase this because I think we might get a little lost on the numbers. So just bear with me here. This isn't the main point, but I wanted to at least address it because he took the time to write it. Um, I want to chime in because I've been using some fantastic old tubes in place of the 6973S or six nine seven three Z. He says he's running an old Watts audio built clone of a Model 24 that has been modded to run 6973s and 6CZ5 power tubes. Now... Mm. Before I get any more alphabet soup on you guys, that's what we determined the Supro power tube to be. And, and Rob was like, yeah, I don't actually know what that is. Yeah. So anyways, Augie found an alternative to that, and uh, he was really happy with it, and he wanted me to pass that on. He also said that his current rig, which is always changing around, is either a parts Esquire or a high spirit guitar's red tail Hawk. The high spirits are really cool. Built out of Southern California. I've actually reached out to them. trying to get them on a show. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, And uh, into a satellite atom, into a V1 Friette power station, into a beat-to-crap Emperor 2x12. Okay. Uh, Pedals currently on the floor are a Hudson Broadcast clone, a Black Arts pharaoh, a Russ Roland Howard R.R. SH2. Hmm. I have no idea what that is. That's a mouthful of syllables. It is. And a fox pedals echo sex baby. This changes a lot. I think it's not like this changes everything, but he's saying this changes often. Hmm. Uh, anyway, he says I really love the show. We subsequently had a had a bit more conversation after that. So, anyways. And he wrote back and he said, so, hey, I've been listening a long time, and I feel like you might be in the same industry that I am in. So we started talking about that. Mm-hmm. And that led to other things, because, you know, life is a is a made up of more things than guitars. I know. I know. It's no, strange. I disagree. Wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> it was cool, because I think we both just sort of took the opportunity to say, we've got a lot in common. That means we probably also have a lot of different, you know, weight th- things that are weighing on us in common, just in life, mm. and uh, you know, just kind of spontaneously turned into like, you know, getting a little bit off of our chest a little bit, and mm. it was great. I, I really appreciate that. We didn't, it didn't go like, you know, insane or anything. It just was <laughs> like, it was nice. It was cool. It's like, hey, I, I, I know you can you. I, I connected you. I get who you are. So. And well, I that's nice. I think that there's a lot of that going on right now. I think the world is, for most of the part mm. people are really seeking that connection out and open to it.
4: Yeah. Well,
3: so I, Well, I think in in some ways the internet helps. It does. In some ways the internet It would be very difficult doesn't. to hear him if he was yelling all the way from California. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you know, if you have one of them big dishes, that they listen for alien voices, Yes, uh, you could probably pick them up.
0: You might be able to. Yes. So anyways, I really appreciated that. Augustine, thank you so much for connecting. Let's call him Augie. I will. You just did. Okay. Um, And then uh, we got uh, something else here. What's that? Well, as many of you know who have been listening to the last several episodes, we're very excited about the Spark amp that we got. Spark. The spark amp
1: i love mine. i got one too
0: jared bought one did you on, get it yet in the middle of the show last time
1: uh, i did and it's it's so so awesome it's a great tool my boss came over and hung out uh the the weekend and uh him and i played through it and and he was playing he, we were doing the the smart jam yeah yeah and uh man he he killed it I mean he could play circles around me they both are really great i so i there's a boss i have um and somebody i have basically two bosses ah and they're both actually stellar guitar players three
0: if you count your wife so meet the new boss the same same as the the old boss. boss okay Anyways, much. so uh, this week, what we're doing... Now, Now, I'm going to give you a, a little teaser. You can win one of these yourself. What? You win? can win it. Win? You can win it. Now, what we've been doing is talking about uh, some of the, uh, the, the special b- features. main features. The special yeah. features. Thank you, Tony. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about 10,000 plus tones. Now, that seems like a lot of marketing stuff, some might say. Yeah. It's actually true. Uh, that is based on some numbers I'm going to tell you. Uh, so what that is, it's a massive, ever-growing tone library. The mm. Spark Amp provides over 10,000 killer guitar and bass amp and, and effects presets from pro guitarists, expert studio engineers, and top producers from around the world. So they've, they didn't just go like, we're going to make a thing. No, they reached out to actual people and were like, what are your settings?
3: Now, can, can regular users submit things?
0: You know, that's a very good question. I'm not Sure. I don't know if it's quite like the Helix um, or the, the Helix platform. I, I, I honestly don't know, and I'm we're just gonna, gonna leave find it out. About we'll that. find that out. But essentially, what you've got is a crap ton of initially preset mm-hmm. options. Mm-hmm. You can go into any of those presets and make it make them however you want. Yeah. Uh, now, here's some Tony. How many amps do you think is in the Spark?
3: app How many amps, I would say? Well, you are talking about just the basic ones? I would say at least 30. You're very close, Tony. It's 33. 33, 33 and a third. 30 yeah, <laughs>
0: 33 amps. Wow. Now, those aren't I don't believe those are 33 individual amp manufacturers. Yep. They are 33 same amps. Yes, okay? Types. How many pedals do you think there are? Millions. Not millions a little bit shy of that, 43.
4: <laughs> so there's four, there are 43 pedals.
0: So when you but you can get
3: millions of
0: sounds all, out of all of that. All of those combos is sort of somewhat infinite possibilities. Yeah. It's very handy. It could seem overwhelming, but it is so simple to use. I agree. So, um, and you know what? Or you can do like I do. Like I just set the, the, the actual unit how I want it to sound yeah. and play that. So there's That's actual kind of controls do. on the actual amp, Cody. You do the same thing you said.
2: Yeah, I um, I was messing with the app uh, a couple of days ago, actually. But uh, yeah, half the time I just kind of set it. I plug my headphones in and I just jam. I love mine.
3: Yeah. You know? It's fantastic. I, I think, but it, I, I, as I said before, I think that the app really opens oh, up yeah. the possibilities. Yeah, of, of absolutely. 100%. You can get any I use my want.
1: app on the uh, on my iPad, and it's it's a lot easier for me to use.
3: Yeah, well,
0: you've got mitts the size Big, of a yeah, uh, catcher's know, right? glove. Um, so anyways, it's a lot of fun. you can sign up for your chance to win your own Spark amp at positivegrid.com. Can I sign up again? I'm not done, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Positive grid, positivegrid.com forward slash guitar knobs and you could win your very own or, or? you could just go get one it's under 300 bucks and, and actually right now like, there's like a $49 off I mean it's crazy how cheap this thing is considering what you get and how well it is put together so go over to positivegrid.com sign up to get your free one and maybe even just grab your own
3: tell them Todd sent you
0: yeah, tell him Todd sent you. And Jared. <laughs> That'll probably be more intimidating. Uh, all right, everybody. Let's talk about what's going on in our music world this week. This week. Tanya, you go ahead and start, and then we're going to check in with Cody. So I have been
3: watching closely. Well, maybe not too closely. Um, one of my favorite retailers, Sweetwater up in, uh, up in, um, in Indiana, so is your salesman my niece? No, she is not. <laughs> that is unacceptable. Well <laughs> back in July change. Back in July, Sweetwater I don't know exactly the terminology, but they sort of merged with an investment company mm. under the guise of expanding things. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, when I first heard that, it kind of sent up a, you know, a note of caution because... Mm. A note of caution. Caution, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because the same thing happened with Musician's Friend and Guitar Center. Yeah, they're all owned by the same people. A couple of years ago. And the thing I always loved about sweet Now, I've bought stuff from Guitar Center. I've bought stuff from Musician's Friend. I've bought stuff from Sweetwater. And the thing that I always liked about Sweetwater, it, it, it was started and... It's is, a place. Well, its I mean, it's a huge it's place. A, it's a big place. <laughs> Apparently, last year they did just about a billion dollars worth of sales hmm. out of one place... You know, a lot of it's mail order and stuff like that, but it is it's huge. So what concerned me is there's since musicians, friend, and guitar center merged in with these investment groups, they've kind of you are slid. really hemming and hawing this Well, uh, little I don't dance want it, I don't wanna insult. Okay. But, you know, I i mean, there's a noticeable difference, and probably part of it is COVID, and part of it is all sorts of things. But um, in, in my opinion, uh, both Musician's Friend and Guitar Center, who are one and the same, essentially, um, they they just slipped, you know? And you don't want to see
0: Sweetwater slip.
3: I don't want to see Sweetwater slip because they were, you know, always based out of uh, Indiana. They are, were owned technically still our own, by the same guy who started it. Mm-hmm. And he grew that from a very, you know, probably small place to what it is now. I mean, a billion dollars in sales is nothing to sneeze at. No. That's- to date, I haven't seen any expansion beyond... What do you mean, expansion? Well, that was the, the guise of getting, in, you know, in combination with a, uh, an investment company, was to expand the operations. In what way? More I don't offerings? Know. Maybe. Another story? Maybe. Maybe different distribution centers. I don't know. Maybe something around the world instead A subway of subway on the floor level? No. Okay. No, they only do elevated trams. Like yeah.
2: Disney. Oh, yeah. see, I thought you meant like Subway, the restaurant. I did. <laughs> I got kind of Tony
3: excited. Tony wasn't was biting. Like, Eat, uh, fresh. <laughs> Eat fresh. Eat fresh. Big changes are coming. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just worried because I don't want to see Sweetwater go the way of some of the other giants. Uh, the dodo. Yes. Of or the dodo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I, I, I really do. You know. I think I noticed the last I time still I ordered get something. If I order something, I still yeah. get a call. We I still get an email. I still get all this stuff. So the service is still there. The service is still there. Although the last order, I did not get a, a little packet I of candy. I did either. So I think this investment Ooh. company is taking the candy away. Run by a bunch of dentists. <laughs> Could be. Hmm. So anyhow, that's that's the only thing I'm I'm watching. Dentists or,
0: and blue lo- blues lawyers. Yes. Yes. Mm. All right. So I,
3: I, you know, again, I hope I, I, you know, I hope I'm wrong, and okay. and then things won't go south, and you know, whatever. All right. But let's keep an eye on
0: it, yeah. shall we? If it goes any further south, it'll be in, whack whack Tennessee Tennessee. Okay, <laughs> uh, Cody, <laughs> please rescue me from
2: this. Well, I I, I uh. I got a couple small things, really, but the main thing. Oh, was, you're not uh, going
0: to read yours from the Saturday Evening Post either. Okay. No, I, no,
2: I'm more Oof. of a I'm more of a New York Post kind of guy, so it's fine. Um, I was actually up just in your neck of the woods. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna take last weekend and bring it into this week. But, That's cool. Uh, it's
3: it's still a week.
2: Currently, uh, we are in the process of uh, working on an album with Mr. John at Relay Recording. Shout out to John. Mm-hmm. Hey, John. Um, very excited for that. We've uh, we just on Friday finished up all the vocals and uh, a couple little extra musical pieces, and now uh, we're taking this week to run through all the mixes and, and and listen to like the rough mixes and put together notes and all that jazz. Well, not jazz. It's actually metal, but it's fine. Um, and then we're gonna uh, send that back to him, and he's gonna start mixing the tunes and. Hopefully within the next couple of months we will have some material to put out that he can hopefully fingers crossed happily put his name on. But uh, we we had a great experience up there recording with him, so that's like the the big uh, the big thing. And then I I discovered a new band yesterday that I've been really digging on called Turnstile.
0: Oh, very cool. Um,
2: they are a like sort of a like a melodic hardcore punk band, but with like,
0: like, like they power do harmonies pop. and stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of, but I
0: don't they're, even know how like to describe it. like doo hardcore. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. You just got to check out, you just got to check out. Bowser's in there. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, that's the, that's kind of the main thing is that we're, we're, we're working on our recording and uh, isn't that fun? Isn't it great? Yeah, I'm, I love it. I, I really, it's really it. such a special it. thing to do. It's been, uh it's actually been years since I, was in a studio, like, actually recording stuff. So this was a really cool experience to be able to go back and, like... Nice. Really do that. So, um, So yeah. did,
3: did you guys record uh, all at once, or did you do parts, or...?
2: No, we did... Well, so I, I have this weird thing. Um, I am very adamant about the band recording together. Mm-hmm. Um, just because... You know, I kind of said, "Hey, we rehearsed together. We might as well try to record together." So, yeah, we all recorded in the same uh, at the same time. We uh, we de-eyed the bass and then isolated the guitars. I was in the the vocal iso booth and playing and doing the scratch vocals, and we had the drums and the other guys were out in the main room. But uh, yeah, we recorded all together and nice. then did uh, actually recorded all the songs and all the solos and everything, all the instrumentation in one day. And then we came and did a, 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 like a half-day session on Friday and did all the vocals, and so we were able to knock it out. But, yeah, it was, it was really cool to be recording all together in, in the room. It was, it was neat.
0: That's awesome. I dig it. I dig it. John does a dang good job.
2: Oh, yes, he's great.
1: Jared, how about yourself, buddy? Oh, man, had a great uh, music week. So, uh, like I said earlier, uh, my boss, his name's Jason, and uh, he came over. Um, we just decided to check out guitars and jam, and check out the uh, the spark. And uh, uh, can you tell the di- a,
3: can you tell the difference between a uh, golden Oreo and a regular Oreo? You're gonna a keep writing this
1: one, aren't you? You know, you can barely tell the difference, but there is one. Mm. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, we so do close. apologize for Jared's amp. I uh, I just want to say that because it's I'm gonna try to. Or not his amp, but his mic, because we're gonna. Yeah. We keep uh, for some reason hitting a uh, crescendo. Well, it's not really that, (laughs) but we're hitting a strange (laughs) clipping thing with his mic, so we got to sort that out. But anyways, please go ahead, Jared.
1: Uh, So he came over, and I I think I have twelve guitars here, and he tried all twelve of them. So he would get one out, and he would start playing, and he just he would really get into it and he'd just play and play and play. And I thought, how am I going to tell him to stop politely? (laughs) And then I, and then I learned to just get another guitar out. So I got the next guitar out and he's like, Oh. And so at that point, I'm like, I may as well show him like the least valuable to the most valuable or the least coolest to the most coolest. So that's what I did. And so when it came time to switch guitars, I just got the next better one out. And he's like, oh, yeah, let me do that one. you know. So it, it actually went pretty smooth. Nice. And then by the time it was ready to order some uh, cheeseburgers, uh, I was like three minutes until the place closed. And I called, and they did it anyway. Wow. Because so, I'm right around the corner from the cheeseburger place. And then uh, we ate hamburgers. And then after that, we plugged the spark in. And uh, mess with the spark. It was a lot of fun. I would, uh, you, you do the the self jamming thing. You pick a person on the drum on mark. the program on the on the spark app. To and drum it, with like, right. You're gonna drum with Dave, right? And then you it tells you ready, and then you play your chord progression, and then it studies it for a second, and boom, there you go. They start playing it, yeah. and then you just jam along with it. It is. It is so awesome.
0: That's cool, man.
1: So, uh, and we did that together. So, yeah, it was um, show and tell and spark fun. Nice. nice. And cheeseburger
0: yep. fun, and too. Cheeseburger fun. Yeah. And cheeseburger fun, yeah.
1: Cheeseburger fun, yeah. Uh, the the burger company is one of the best burgers you'll ever have.
3: Is, mm. it, a, is it a big old burger?
1: It's not a big burger. It's a fair-sized burger, but the way it tastes is the... That's the surprise of it. It's
0: the mm. cat's tastes meow. tastes really good. All it right. Is. Well, there you go. Now they will All use about money. about a good cheeseburger. Hey, Todd Lee, what about Ooh. you? Well, I was so happy to receive a package that I have been waiting for um, from the UK. This is from Marcus, who uh, runs Reeves Electro. Mm. We've talked about Reeves Electro a few times on the show. Uh, this is a completely hand-built pedal Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, it's acid etched, uh, you know, on the outside, which looks fantastic. This particular one is the red dot sound. And I believe that has, that is, uh, as a result of these red dot components on the interior. Um, he uses those ones specifically. Oh yeah. Uh, anyways. This is a an absolute work of art on the inside. It mm. is gorgeous
3: and um you know the first thing that impressed me when we pulled the cover on it is the inside of the box is painted zinc chromate, which is what they paint uh military or most aircraft with on the inside parts, so it's that kind of yellowy green yeah, and uh that that's a nice little detail that. Yes, yeah. you pull the he cover does
0: off. It does different colors, too. Some are in hot pink, some are in red, some on are On the in inside? Orange. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and it's, you know, usually the paint's on the outside. And so you open it up, and you're like, what? The paint's all on the inside. Yeah. It's really
3: Tony
1: baloney. Do you know why they do that in the Air Force?
3: I think it's because it helps uh, prevent corrosion. Uh, you're probably right. Although I, it's I aluminum, I so, guessed. I mean, a lot of airplanes are. But, yeah, I I, I, I think that's the case. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because every think, every military so the craft doesn't can, rust. Yeah, so the I mean, aluminum, I mean, aluminum, aluminum. Well, yeah. aluminum can oxidize. It yes, won't rust. It Won't rust.
1: It will oxidize and and crystallize. It's weird.
0: Yeah. Well, anyways, thanks, chemist team. Um, this is one of the special things about this particular pedal is that um, if you if you haven't seen it on Instagram, check it out. Um, go to Reeves Electro and. All of the components are wired point to point, point to point, yeah. and it's all suspended. You know, there's no PCB. You see all the work, and and it's just beautiful to look at. Um, he really should put just clear pla- plastic covers on the back. I mean, it's yeah, that it's is, that special.
3: It's so well done, and yeah. he is
0: uh, he's uh, absolutely one of the nicest fellows. So. We're thrilled he's going to be on the show in the next coming weeks, um, and uh, I can't wait to talk to him. Uh, so
3: Maybe he can tell us what the Zinc Chromate does. Maybe
0: he could. He, maybe he could. So anyways, check out Reeves Electro on Instagram and otherwise, and he does waves of pedals. So next wave you get, get on one of these things. And for, from a collector standpoint, you got to do it. From a Sonic standpoint, that is... It sounds like a like a little tiny dragster. It is just beautiful sounding. Hmm. It's it's uh, uh, based off the the Tone Bender uh, Mark II. Okay. So, uh, anyways, so that was my week. I had a thrill. It's
3: always with that. fun to get a box from the UK.
0: Oh man, it's great. Uh, we got to move on. We got a four on the floor coming up. What? We've got a very special four on the floor because Cody is going to share his four in the player. This is a dude who likes pedals, man. So, yes.
4: yeah.
0: first, Tony. Yes, Todd. Uh, if you were to try to connect two pedals together mm. to make them actually work. Yes. And when I say actually work, I say that purposely because I have a box of patch cables that don't work oh yeah so if you wanted to get some that actually worked what would you
3: choose Uh, i'm guessing tour gear designs tour gear designs patch cables will do the trick i am let me tell you a little story Mm -hmm. let me tell you a little story when i was playing a lot more live in the 1980s yes nobody had pedal boards And we had these dicey little two-foot cables that we hooked all our little pedals together with. Yeah. Sometimes they worked. A lot of times they didn't. Or you'd get in the middle of something and it would go. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. These tour gear design cables solve all kinds of problems. Yep.
0: And Jared, aside from being scratchy and crackly and stuff, what's another real big upside that's actually very small?
1: The jacks, they fit anywhere. They it's are. It's a very small jack profile. Yes. Instead of being a big pancake jack, it's a very small, I'm just going to fit there jack.
0: Yeah, it's about the size of the My of My entire the board. Your, your whole board is, is, is done?
2: That. Nice. My whole board is Tour Gear Designs. Well, but, except you know. for one cable, and that was just because I ordered the wrong size. Oh, I shouldn't a, have mentioned
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but every one of my pedals is wired with these with these uh, patch cables, and I am I am a fan. I love them.
3: Yeah, I like I like the thinness, the flatness of them, as well as the little teeny tiny plug ends. Yep. So, anyways, to
0: go get your Tour of Gear Designs uh, patch cables, go to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs and get your own. And I, I am you're willing gonna to save, bet you're going to wire your entire board yeah, like and you're going
3: to save an additional ten percent. You're going to save ten percent on rent, off. a reasonably priced
0: product as it is. That's right. Just mention us, the guitar knobs, and you're going to save ten percent. So thank you so much to Your Designs for sponsoring our beloved Four on the Floor. Jared,
4: let me get a little bit of this. All
0: right, that'll work. One, two, one, two, three, Four on the Floor. Cody Foster, Pooh Extraordinaire, what is your Four on the Floor?
2: Okay, so because I am such a nerd about this, I actually sat down and took time to think about this and what I was gonna tell you. So I'm very excited for my curated list. <laughs> but um, yeah, so right now, um, I would say the, the my four on the floor, uh, the first one is the KHDK Sergeant D. Um, I, it is one of my favorite drive pedals that I've ever used in the history of ever. Um, I am a huge, huge, huge Anthrax and specifically Scott Ian fan. And for those that don't know, uh, in the 80s, Scott Ian also had a um, crossover, like, hardcore thrash punk band called S.O.D., Stormtroopers of Death. And uh, he got together with uh, David at KHDK Pedals to basically recreate the sound that he had on the, the, the record, the original S.O.D. record. So it is... The one side is a, uh, I guess, a JCM 800-ish style drive explosion extraordinaire. And then on the other side of the pedal is a preamp style boost that boosts into the JCM style uh, drive. So you basically got two in, two pedals in one because they can both be used independently. Um, but it's amazing. It's an absolutely killer drive uh the preamp boost just really adds something awesome when you when you kick on both i mean it is it is a killer pedal super killer and uh i don't know if they'll do another run it was a limited run of 250 um so if you can find one on reverb i highly recommend it but don't pay the scalpers so you know just keep your eyes out
0: sounds good man i like it scott ian was uh I worked at Costco in Huntington beach for many years and he was a regular customer. So it was, Hey Scott.
2: (laughs) See, I love that. That's so cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He was super cool dude. Uh, anyway, I'm sure he totally remembers me. We're, we're cool like that. Yeah. I actually lived pretty close to him. So, um, anyways, uh, that was weird. So what's (laughs) number two?
2: So number two is a weird one. Um, and so it's got a bit of a backstory, so I'm going to have to share that. But number two is a – I'm not positive on the year. I think mine is an 88 or an 89, but it is a mid to late 80s Boss Digital Metalizer MZ2. Wow. So one of my – That sounds favorite, awful. I, hope you can re- <laughs> I know. I know. And that is the best part. It is, it is, It is great – and Awful. Actually, it's, it's actually a really good sounding pedal. But I digress. So one of my favorite, like, post-hardcore bands that really inspired the band I'm playing in now is a band out of Australia called The Mark of Cain. And um, great band. They've got a bunch of records. Uh, but the guitar player has a very, very unique sound. Uh, the singer, his, his name is John Scott. He's a, the singer and guitar player. They're a trio. And I had been hunting to figure out what in the heck his tone was. I couldn't figure it out. It was just, I I couldn't place it when I listened to the records. I'm like, what is this guy using? So I finally found on a random, I think it was the gear page forum from like 10 years ago, somebody said, oh, I was just at a Mark of Cain show and I know what he's using. So he uses four things. It was a JCM 800, a Rickenbacker, backer, Rickenbacker, however you say it, uh, guitar. Bucker, thank you, and two pedals, a Dimension C chorus, oh, and a Jared digital metalizer drive. Huh. So this digital metalizer is an analog distortion pedal with onboard digital effects from the '80s, oh. huh. and it has um, you can turn them off. It's got a little ro- uh, rotator switch, but uh, it's got um, three different uh styles of like doubling, like almost like a slapback doubling effect and then two or three, I can't remember, uh different styles of built-in chorus. And um there are certain settings that will sound like a dumpster fire, but <laughs> I have found some really cool settings uh for it and it is a very very cool pedal. Um, so that is a, that is, I got it. I've, I've recently got into like weird, obscure boss pedals, and that was my first purchase. So that's that, I had to mention that today.
3: You don't happen to know what, what, what model Rickenbacker he's using. I wonder if he's using
2: solid body or hollow body. I believe it is a, hollow
3: okay so like a 330 360 you said that with great conviction
2: <laughs> yeah i'm not completely sure i've i i don't know ricks very well um i i know i know the sound sort of thing but i don't know how a guy is able to use like a such a jangly guitar to get such a heavy
3: <clears throat> and that's, that's going to be I, my next question i mean how you know how can you control because i mean i, I have several ricks and and you know they, i bet
0: he's using the one that you have hanging up the black one that looks like the bass
3: it could be, It could be a like a four eighty, yeah, four eighty one, which are solid bodies, and they look like the bass bodies. I bet, I bet you're right.
2: Yeah, it might be one of those. I, I just, I love his guitar tone, um, and it's, it's very, uh, it's very different. It's, it's a, it's a very different tone, which was what led me to that pedal, and uh, I, uh, I've yet to take it off my board since I bought it. So
3: hold on, no, it looks like a three thirty or a three sixty. Yeah, it's like a like a fire wow. Gold. Um. So the yeah, the bass player from Joy Division used an Ibanez oh, yeah. Rickenbacker. So it was, was kind of cool. I mean, it's and those actually, if you can find one these days, because they're really hard to get a hold of, because they made it's a lawsuit kind of thing. Well, it's a definite lawsuit. But <laughs> I I have run across a couple of Ibanez Rick bases that are actually. Like neck through, like factory mm. Ricks, and you really can't tell the difference until you open up, you know, under the truss rod. There's a you, you know, usually the I, the Ibanezes have a single truss rod versus mm. the Ricks would have a double. But interesting.
2: I've been looking for one of the uh, the the knockoff Rick guitars. I saw. I almost I, I i waited too long. I almost pulled the trigger on a Greco one from the seventies. That's old. a great. That uh, would be cool. Th- those and, and, and those are,
3: those are outstanding. There uh, we say replicas <laughs> <laughs> I guess that 's a nice nice term, but yeah, Greco made some really great ones uh there were there were a couple uh that came out in the seventies and, and even into the eighties, and then uh, Rickenbacker pretty much shut them down
2: eh, makes sense
3: <laughs> yeah I, I I totally get it they're they're protecting their you know their trademark and livelihood, so i I totally get it
0: mm. That's a great story, Tony. So, uh, how about number three?
2: <laughs> so, Thanks. number three, I actually have to give a thank you to again to John at Relay Recording for uh, for uh, the, this pedal. Uh, it's become one of my favorites. Uh, we were recording a few weeks back, about a month ago, I guess. And uh, I had a I had a reverb on my board that I was using. In uh, the band that I'm in right now, I, I don't really use a lot of modulation or anything like that. I I basically just use Uh, some reverb. I like the spacey reverbs for kind of the, the the ambience sort of thing. Um, And the reverb that I had on my board at the time was acting up and, and uh, we couldn't get it working. And we were, you know, in the middle of the session and John goes, well, here, let's try this. And he's like, what, what what exactly are you looking for? And I kind of explained him that the, reverb. So and he's like, let's try this. So he brings in this pedal and I slap it on my board and I immediately fell in love. And it is the, uh, Earthquaker ghost echo. Hmm. And I was playing through his. I used it on, I am pretty sure, every song that we tracked. I, I instantly fell in love to the point that I bought one while we were <laughs> at the session. Nice. Like, our, uh, our, the lead guitar player was was doing some solos, and I'm flipping the reverb, and I'm like, oh, I God, I found one. So um, it has become one of my new favorite like echo reverb-type pedals. Um, it sounds fantastic, and I got one for a killer deal. Um, they're not super expensive and I had never heard one before and he brought it to me and I, I love the simplicity of it. It's just three knobs. Um, I'm a simple guy. I like that. It's a simple pedal and it sounds fantastic.
0: Cool. Dig it. Dig it. Well, that is, uh, outstanding, my friend. Um, you want
2: number four? Yeah, maybe number four
0: would be good. I'm getting there.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was... I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, I was talking to Tony. You only get three of the bad catcher thing.
2: Three on a tree.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's hear your number four there, buddy.
2: So, number four, actually, hilariously enough, John can thank me for because he bought one uh, two days after we left. <laughs> many Christmas. Me. Yeah, I know. It's hilarious. Um, so, number four is the Chase Tone Secret Preamp. Um, hmm. I... I have a, I've always thought the Echoplex was cool. Everybody loves the Echoplex. They love the Echoplex sound, especially like the preamp in an Echoplex, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a Google one day and just happened to see, you know, you know, you Google what's the best ep- Echoplex replica preamp. And I stumbled on this Chase Tone secret preamp. And I was reading all these forums and boards and people were saying this is the closest thing we've ever heard to a an original Echoplex preamp um listened to a bunch of demos and ended up picking one up and uh I love it it's it's an always on pedal for me I keep it at the end of my chain right before my boost um it you know you can use it as a boost and it sounds amazing um and it just adds this special kind of something at the end, uh, this little sparkle kind of, and the, the band that I play in, uh, we all, we tuned to D standard. So everything's a whole step down. So it adds a little bit of this kind of brightness and a little crispness to that low end. Um, and it was funny because I told John that I was using it because he, he saw it and he goes, what is that? And I, and I told him and he's like, oh, that thing sounds good. We, uh, we came back, um, uh, he, he texted me and told me he bought one, and then we went back on Friday, and I happened to walk by his board, and I saw it ah. saw it sitting on his board. <laughs> and I was like, you started using the chase tone? He's like, I don't even really know what it does, but it sounds good. And I said, that's it. That's the thing. That's why I bought it. I don't know what it does, but it sounds good. It's like so whatever an EP drive. Does, yeah, exactly. Yeah, similar. It's, it's, yeah. it's a little bit of that special sauce that just kind of, you know, sprinkle on at the end. It's, you know and i don't know it's it's a, it's a cool pedal and uh yeah it's i've every board that i've built for the last couple of bands that i've played in um, it's been on every board it's it's a really really cool pedal
0: so you boost uh the back end
2: i do yeah um so i actually run my tuner at the end of my chain um to kind of mute everything hmm. um so and and i run i run the preamp right before my boost um so depending on whatever boost I'm using. But, yeah, I always keep it, uh, I keep it right before the boost.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I don't know that I've run into somebody else who, who puts a tuner at the end of their chain. I'm not saying that that's, like, a weird thing. I mean, maybe tons of people do that. I just haven't run across anybody who has. You're the
2: yeah, first, I, Cody. I don't really remember why I started doing it. I think it's because the other guitar player in the band did it, and he's like, "Yeah, it's just so that it's at the end, and I can just quickly mute everything and it it cuts off the trails and all that other stuff and I was like, "Okay, sure, I'll do that too. Why not <laughs> you know, so I did it, and now every board I've had it <laughs> I just I just do that, so I don't know,
0: oh, right on, man. well, thank you so much for ch- Tony. you wanna there wasn't a five hidden in there or something okay good no
3: i'm not i'm I'm good with four i'm good with four
0: uh just Co- not three yeah cody we uh really appreciate you sharing that and we appreciate you being on the show we appreciate all of the things we you know uh that you contribute to our show and your support um and you know the cool thing is you're a dude that likes guitar stuff and you know when i was here at the studio um John sh- shot me a, t- a text. He said, uh, "Hey, I think your 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 boy Cody's down here." And uh, I said, uh, "I'll be right back, family." <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and, I, and I and I drove over here just to 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 meet you in person. And I don't know. We ended up talking nonstop for about an hour, just about gear. It was like, "Hey, how you doing?" So gear. <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> well,
2: yeah, it's funny because, I, and I think it's like we're both in a similar line of work too which is kind of cool true too, so we kind of have that that sort of thing but uh you know being I, I a gigolo is tough man i know it's not easy <laughs> I, and honestly my fez does not always go over very well <laughs> no with uh with people but hey i keep it on yeah um but yeah i i i I'll always i like to ask you know just about oh you talked to this guy what we you know and it was cool because you know as a listener to the show, hearing the other the other side of the story with some of the folks that you've talked to and say, hey, I checked out this guy because of the show. And it was cool to be able to talk about that in person.
0: Yeah, indeed. Well, we want to find out more and we want to share that more with uh, the other listeners who are probably stuck in traffic right now and we're going to help them out. Uh, so, so give us your, you know, I always think it's interesting to hear where people where people come from where, as far as, you know, how did they get to where they are right now in, in their guitar, uh, journey, uh, give us the, give us that track for us, will you?
2: Sure. Yeah. Um, so I started playing, uh, guitar. I, I, I've kind of always been into music. Um, I'm really the only musical person in my family. Um, but I've always been into music and, and I started playing guitar when I was about 11 or 12. Um, I have, A couple distinct memories uh one of my distinct memories was i I grew up uh my number one all-time favorite band is pink floyd uh because of my dad and i i distinctly remember coming out of my bedroom one day and my dad um my dad had the pink floyd pulse concert on the tv and i happened to come in right at the very beginning and uh Uh, for those that do or don't know about the show the very first opening track of the pulse concert from 94 is shine on you crazy diamond Mm. and i stood there in the you know i may i probably made a better door than a window but i stood there in the living room just staring at the tv for like a solid five minutes at the beginning of the song which was gilmore's big solo and i remember turning and looking at my dad going i want to do that and i i didn't really know what it was i i you know, I knew the band because my dad liked the band, but I just remember going, I want to do that. Arguably
0: best solo ever. Arguably. I, yes, yes.
2: So it was a combination of that and... I don't uh, know.
0: I might go with comfortably That's why numb. I said arguably. No, what? Okay, the comfortably, comfortably numb, numb solo. Over it, Shine On You Crazy Diamond? Yeah. Ooh, I, I oh, know. yeah. I don't know. Oh, even as
2: a fa- an argument can be made, yeah. I'm but not saying it, it. No. ain't good,
0: but, you know.
2: But,
1: uh, I actually like the mother solo a lot, too. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: all right, carry on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much like any solo that David Gilmore's done ever, so I'm just going to agree with anything that you say <laughs>
4: um,
2: so yeah and and i also we <laughs> we had uh, i think it was i think it was direct t v and um my parents divorced when i was when I was young, so I, I remember that my dad had direct t v and my mom had dish or one or the other or something, but whatever it was at my dad's house. We got something that my mom's house didn't get, and we got VH1 Classic. And when I was a kid, uh, Saturday mornings, I would wake up early and go to bed late on Saturdays because I've discovered this show, and Todd, well, this is going to make you guys laugh, but this might show my age or lack thereof, but uh, I discovered this show called The Headbanger's Ball. Oh, Oh, yeah. I remember that. And... I was like a little kid and I'm like, I don't know what this is. This is super cool. It is nothing but music videos. And I would sit for hours and watch Headbangers Ball. And it was so cool. So between that and then um, my Christmas of my, I don't know, I was like 12 or 13. My my parents bought me a guitar. Um, They bought me a nice one, um, which I'm very uh, uh, appreciative of. I still have it. Um, It's a early 2000s um, deluxe Nashville Telecaster um, that has been modded quite a bit. Uh, i changed the pickups more times than I can count, um, but it's always been the number one. But I started playing guitar, um, and I took about a year and a half of lessons, and then I sort of straight away because I was kind of like, well, this guy's just sort of teaching me songs. I could go on the internet and learn that myself. So then I started playing with friends at school, and – started going to open mics and just, I sort of tried to suck the music out of other people through osmosis and learn as I played. And, you know, um, time went on and I started playing with more people and and putting bands together and just learning. And I'm sure I've developed some bad habits over the years (laughs) in my playing, but um, it was cool because I use it as a way to meet people and and, uh, I would start you know, say, hey, how did you, how did you play that? Or I watched you up there, you were playing this, how did you do that? Or whatever. And, um, and it was, it was really neat. Cause I, I got to make some friends I've had for, for years and also learn some cool guitar tricks along the way. And, um, you know, just, uh, discover my love for that. And, uh, so that's kind of where I ended up where I am now. And the gear came from, uh, I have to, I guess the, the love of the gear, I didn't own a guitar pedal. I never owned, I didn't own any pedals. And um, a good friend of mine uh, from when I was going to open mics uh, back when I was a, a freshman in college, he, um, he, I told him that I was looking at maybe getting a pedal and I didn't have anything. And because uh, I, I had my Telecaster and I had a Vox uh, tube amp. That's all I had, and, and he said, well, I got something, I'll, I'll bring it to you, so he brought me a, an old T-Rex Crunchy Frog, because um, at the time, I was really into the blues music. I've always been into blues, but uh, it, was a, it was a two-in-one pedal. It was a, like a crunchy drive and an independent boost, and that was my first guitar pedal, and I was like, these things are fun. I can stomp on them and they don't break. And they make neat sounds. <laughs> so uh, I just started getting into pedals from there. And then, um, yeah, I just kind of fell down that rabbit hole of, and I'm a, I'm a nerd, so I like learning about stuff. So every time I would hear about something, I heard somebody mention a clon, I would be like, what's that? And I would go try to figure out everything I could about the clon or about a Dumble or about all the fabled stuff that you hear about and then i just kind of fell down that rabbit hole and um now i have too much stuff and nowhere to put it wow wow
3: <laughs> that's my uh, time to get a bigger space
4: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> well i'm working on that but uh, right now the uh the 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 significant other the matron of the, of the home that right, that gotcha. runs the ship she's like we have to get more room or you got to stop buying things and i was like sounds like we got to get more room <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> <laughs> you going need a bigger boat. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Tell us about your, uh, your, your uh, you know, I think everybody goes through a, a tone chasing uh, journey with, and specifically with the amplifier. It's like, mm. you know, you're going like, I want these pedals. But then it comes to the amp. I think some people are either like amp forward people or like, ah, I'm still trying to figure out what amp I need to do the thing.
2: Still, yeah, guilty charged. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny that you say that because because I myself am an, am an amp forward guy, whereas the other guitar player in my band is very much a pedal forward guy. And I, I've had lots of amps over the years, um, and it's funny because right now I am down to the least amount of amps that I've ever had, and I think I'm going through withdrawals. Um, but uh, in my my old band that i was with for uh for a few years i wanted like a i wanted to get a sound that was like um that really nice edge of breakup kind of like the replacements meets tom petty tone and um i i had a lots of different amps on that and and i I was able to find stuff for that, and I and I you know fit that tone chase. But uh, right now, my my tone chase has been. I want an amp that I need to be able to play it, and it takes pedals well. But also, if I feel like just plugging in and turning it up, it still sounds good.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Which has been a bit of a struggle for me. Um, so I'm pretty much right now. I'm 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 relegated to. The band that I'm in, I'm I'm just using. I've got two amps that I use primarily. Um, I had for a long time years ago. I had an Orange Tiny Terror, and I sold it. And I really wanted to buy another Orange. And for years, I wanted an Orange, and I went back and forth. And now my main amp is a um, is an Orange AD30. Um, I have a few of those. That's a good I, amp. I love them. I love it. He Absolutely. literally
1: does have a few. I mean, That's awesome. <laughs>
2: that's actually really cool it's good. It's a
1: it's actually that's a fantastic especially for pedals
2: yeah yeah well and i love the fact that it's um two you know completely discrete channels that it's got you know then they both have the full eq and everything so i keep one like sort of on the edge of breakup that if i hit it a little harder it uh it'll it'll crunch for me and then i keep one just straight up you know balls to the wall distortion um and I have that, and then and then my second amp that I use is actually kind of an obscure it's not really obscure, but it, it's a, it's a weird situation. Um, it was actually given to me by a, by a, a very, very good friend of mine. Um, I have a 74 Silverface baseman 50 that the base channel has been modded. Um, so my, the, the, friend of mine that gave it to me is a big amp guy and he builds his own amps and mod stuff. And, um, the bass channel has been modded to sound like a train wreck express. So it hmm. has a lot more gain. Um, and it, it really like kind of slices through the mix. So between those two amps, you know, they both take the pedals really well and they both can be, if I just decide I want to plug in and, and crank it, um, the rock and roll's there. Um, and I, I'm a, like I said before, I'm a, I'm a pretty simple guy when it comes to like the tones. And at, I tell my, 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 uh, my guitar player buddy that's in the band with me all the time that I, I always think of myself as just a glorified hack punk player mm. that knows how to play a couple of scales. And so when I think, oh, you one up on team, me. Yeah, me too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hack punk player, yes. Scales, no. <clears throat>
4: Tony can pattern. secretly
0: play like every single Beatles I, uh, and I'm, I'm at
4: a
3: I'm at a weight where I try to avoid scales at all possible yeah. <laughs>
4: costs. I only know. Oh, on I missed the. I missed that. I,
3: you walked right into it, and
2: I watched
4: I, I, you. I
3: threw you a bone. Thank toe. you. I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> well, so a lot of for me, like I want. I want a tone that's going to sound like a punch to the gut. That's that's what I yeah. You know, that's what I want. And you know, I grew up listening. You know, the the four. I I I say that my favorite music probably of all is punk music, and and the four punk bands that got me into punk music all have guitar guitar tones that feel like a punch to the gut, and uh, it's rancid. Yep. Social distortion. Yep. Dropkick Murphys. Yep. And the Exploited and all those tones was just like man i want to get that so so you got to go back
3: to the original though you got to go back to the clash
2: oh we'll see okay so yes i'm also and then see that's what i did because at the time i only really knew those those punk bands so i started going back to see where they were from and yep um i got into you know i really got into bands like discharge and uh the verrucas and like the early like super heavy uk hardcore stuff and i so absolutely adore the clash and- yeah. oh yeah absolutely yeah i mean the, uh, the
3: clash you know the four bands that you mentioned the, the they were i i believe directly influenced oh by the yeah clash. for I mean, 100%. sure You can hear yeah. especially
2: well on- and yeah. it's funny you mention them too because i i remember my dad um my dad is a child of the thrash metal era, so he didn't like punk music. He's never <laughs> liked, which is kind of hilarious given the where the thrash stuff came from. But he didn't like punk. He always thought punk was stupid because when he grew up, he was listening to Metallica and you know Exodus and Death Angel and all that stuff. And um, we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when I was a kid, and at the time they had a uh, their exhibition hall up up at the top of the building uh, was an exhibition for the Clash. Mm. And I've always been into military stuff, but just being a a big history buff. And I remember seeing, you know, the uniform that Joe wore on the combat rock tour Mm -hmm. and their entire exhibition was about the clash and everything. And I was, I remember walking through going, who in the heck are these guys? I've never heard of this band. (laughs) And he, he was walking through and I was like, dad, do you know these guys? He goes, yeah, they sucked (laughs) then. They suck now Ah, too. And I was like, wow. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Thanks, Dad. And I was like I was like uh, I, no don't, I don't know. No soup for him. <laughs> I was I know and I was like, sure. Okay. So the first thing I did when I got back home was I found um I found Combat Rock because I kept seeing that everywhere. It was combat rock, combat rock. So I was like, this is really cool. What else did they do? Hmm. And then I found the um the London Calling album. London Calling,
3: yeah. Yeah. Combat I, Combat Rock is not one of my favorite clash albums. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, you go back to the beginning, The Clash, uh, Give Them Enough Rope, no, London so Calling. Hey, give Enough
2: Rope is my favorite. Yeah. Um, and I remember watching a, a video of them, a live show of them doing Tommy Gun mm. at, like, 12 or 13, and I was like, holy crap, that just, it was it was the coolest thing. So I've always been really inspired by punk music and, the, and sort of the ethos that you... you <laughs> as as silly as it says you don't have to be talented to sound good. Mm, and That's true. And, and I was like, well, I can't play all that well, but I I can I can do it with I could do it with passion. So that that's half the battle.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> I agree. Dig it. Jared's got a question for you.
1: Uh, so I wanted to ask, what's your holy grail guitar? If you had a billion dollars and money uh, was not <sighs>
2: not an issue. I actually I played it uh, probably two months ago. Um, I could not take it home, despite what the the kind man at Chicago Music Ex- Exchange said to me. <laughs> he was like, do you like it? I said, I loved it. He's like, take it home. And I was like, ooh, hard pass on that one, guy. But thank you. Um, but uh, my Holy Grail guitar would be a – the year's not really – Of consequence but uh i'll I'll say it anyway but a 1960 um double cut les paul jr
4: Mm -hmm. interesting
2: yeah and so i i have a junior and i have a lot of my favorite guitar players uh played single pickup like junior style guitars. Um, one of my favorite guitar players is Brian Baker from bad religion, minor threat, dag nasty. Um, and I am convinced you can get any style tone, anything you want out of a junior. There is something about that single pickup with just a volume and a tone. And I, 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 I don't know. um i I love it, and I think I love the simplicity. It feels to me when i when I was sitting playing my junior or playing that junior at cme, it it feels like it feels like you're just holding a battle axe. Mm. and it it is just such an ethereal amazing feeling because they they're guitars that they feel like they don't break. So, and I'm not an easy player. i'm I'm definitely the jump around knocks things over kind of guitar player but um, they feel rugged they feel um, they feel like that you could go to war with them and <laughs> they will just ride alongside you and I just think they are It's like a bat yeah it, it does and I and I and it's weird saying that because I'm not a I'm not a Gibson guy I've been a I'm a I'm a telly guy and I'm a big fender guy but there is something about the way that when they came up with that and they're like Here, here's a slab of wood with a with a P ninety. It it uh it broke the mold for me. And Mm -hmm. I think if I could have in the fact the one that I played at CME fit that bill, it was a uh a faded like cherry red. Um and it and it uh yeah, I don't know. It's just they like I said, battle axe, like a bat, you're going to war. It's great.
0: Very good choice. Excellent. Hang on. Tony's, is- got, Tony, Tony's got a hot one for you.
2: Oh, boy.
3: It is a hot
2: one. See, when you say that, all I can think of is the uh, smash hit of Carlos Santana and Rob Rob Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot oh, one. No. Oh, no,
3: no, 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 no. no, no. Nothing, <laughs> here, <we> shan- <laughs> nothing quite that hot. So, I mean, uh, we've talked a bit about your amps and your guitars and things. I mean, what would you... Uh, what do you wish that you would have known when you were just starting out as a guitar
2: player and collector? You know, um, I wish I would have known that hype doesn't matter. Hmm. I used to think, and I don't think that anymore, but I used to think that you, you know, to be successful, you had to, you got to have certain brand names and you, you, you know, you couldn't play a solid stadium. You had to have a tube amp and you, and, and these different things. And that, I wish that at the formidable teen years when I was still trying to build up my my gear and discover myself as a player, I wish I didn't think that. Well, so and so said it was good, so that's what I have to play. I would tell myself that, hey, if you like it and it sounds good to you and it it helps you express yourself, then it doesn't matter what it is. I know that now, and I and you know, and I wish that I knew that back then because I I probably would not only still have some of the gear that I wish I kept because I got rid of it because I was like, Oh, this is, this is cheap. I can't, I can't play this. I got to play something better. Um, I wish there were things that I still had. And also there was stuff that I probably wasted money on because I, I didn't really need it. Yeah. It would, it would be, uh, get past the hype because it, uh, it's, it's not about what somebody else says. It's cool. It's about what you can use and what, uh, what tool helps you produce your art. And it doesn't matter if it's a $500 pedal or a $20 pedal or a $5,000 guitar or a $200 guitar. Yeah. As long as it sounds good to you and and um, helps you produce what makes you happy, then it um, doesn't matter.
3: I think that's sage advice. I mean, that's and that's absolutely true. I mean, people do get hung up sometimes on labels and brands and, and you know, what, what they're – sometimes what their favorite players are playing and you know, you can, you can, sometimes you just have to live with what you can afford and what sounds good to you.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I've had the privilege of owning some really expensive guitars relative to, to me, Mm -hmm. um, a couple thousand dollars and stuff, but also one of my favorite guitars that I have now out of the, I don't know, 10, 12 that I have, um, is a 2020 Epiphone, um, SG. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the only thing that I've done to it is I, uh, replaced the tuning heads just because I'm a stickler about stuff like that. And, uh, actually slapped in a pair of, uh, Mr. Brandon's, uh, Brandon wound Buford T buckers.
4: Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Amazing by the way. So thank you for that. But, um, that's one of my favorite guitars, and I've got like
3: now all you, know, you need is a special pick guard.
2: <laughs> you know, you say I, that I know um, a guy. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I might actually be hitting me up about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, my the, the guitar player and the lead guitar player in my band is, um, he's actually a big Epiphone guy. He's mm-hmm. got a whole bunch of Epiphones, and you know, for a long time I was like, oh, Epiphone—that's the cheapy brand. And then I started hearing his, and I started playing them. I'm like, you know, it doesn't matter. They sound good. Like, it doesn't matter what the label is, what the name is. It doesn't – it sounds good.
0: Well, And it's just uh, like any other – like, there are Gibsons and Fenders that aren't going to feel right and aren't going to play well. I mean, no – there's not – not all of them are amazing. And not all uh, Epiphones or Squires are – like quote unquote not playable or cheap or something like that. There's loads of them that sound fantastic and play well and feel right. And it's up to you. If it feels good and to play and you feel great playing it, doesn't
3: matter. And they have yeah. made major, major strides oh, over yeah. the last couple of years. Both of those,
2: yeah. Oh, I was, I was wildly impressed when I played. Um, I had, I had some time on a weekend, and I happened to pop. There's a guitar center right by my house. I just was bored so I happened to pop over there and I was just kind of walking around fiddle farting around and uh I picked up one of the new Epiphone um the prophecies Mhm. It was a Prophecy SG and I I went back and plugged it into I think it was a I think it was a Friedman. So, you know, kind of picking something nice to sit it with, but um I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away and I was like this is Unbelievable! This thing sounds amazing. It feels amazing, and, and I know the prophecies are on the higher end of the Epiphone scale right now because they're they've got a lot of the accoutrements and stuff like that. But I was like, you, uh, if you told me this was a fifteen hundred, seventeen hundred dollar guitar, I'd probably believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, and it's, it's uh, a five
3: hundred dollar guitar.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was I was absolutely blown away, and like I said, I love my uh, my Epiphone SG. Um, you know, it's funny. I actually I played a gig with my band a couple of months ago, and I took uh, two guitars, and I had my Japanese-made ESP and my Epiphone SG. And halfway through the show, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna play the SG," hmm. and I played it the rest of the show. And it was because my guitar player uh, and I were laughing about it, and he's like, "You know, he's like, I saw you switch," and I was like, "Yeah, I don't like one or the other, but you know, the SG just." felt better Needed so, some love. you yeah. know whatever we were just we were jamming
0: nice well uh cody we got one more big fat question for you That's and right. then uh we're gonna head over to uh to jared's side of the town but J- jared go ahead
1: so what guitar player would you love to join on stage at oh. one of your shows like uh, some big celebrity dead or alive and oh, they just appeared at your show, and they looked like they wanted to play guitar with, with you. you, and they had their own guitar and rig yes. that would magically appear if <laughs> you wanted that them That would be a little tougher too. if they were so, dead, yes. but... Yeah. Well, it's, it's all magic and mythical anyway, so yes. whatever you want. So what, uh, who would it be?
2: Oh, man. Um oh i can it's funny i I can think of i can think of so many who was the first
0: one that came to your mind very first one
2: uh the first one that came to my mind uh, actually was uh was johnny thunders ah all right yeah okay that is the first one that that i yeah um i think i think it would either be either either johnny thunders or uh ronnie wood either one interesting nice um i am a really huge faces fan and i love his guitar playing i've actually tried to emulate a lot of my stuff after him but to answer your question the answer i will give you is johnny thunders i uh i loved i loved the new york dolls i loved the, his stuff with the heartbreakers um mm. i loved i mean he was a junior guy yeah and oh, uh, totally i i loved the sound of when i heard um personality crisis for the first time and that unbelievably raw guitar tone like and and I actually found a weird deep cut album that I found was actually a live show of uh Johnny Thunders and Wayne Kramer together oh wow from the 90s (laughs) and it's a great record and um yeah it's actually on Spotify believe it or not but check uh, that
3: one out that's yeah that's cool
2: yeah I'll have to find it and I'll send it to Todd and he can disperse um but uh, I I I remember listening to the the dolls and and watching videos and I'm like he looks like he would be so much fun to just jam with, so yeah it would be it'd be some Johnny Thunders and just bust into some old like angry <laughs> punk music it'd be so much fun.
3: <laughs> nice, yeah, that's that's, that's a great choice. Yeah,
0: well, Cody, it's been fantastic talking with you and find out all about your gear, hopes, dreams, and desires. And, yeah, thank uh, you. We're gonna we're gonna slide on over to J Rod's house, get his oh, my favorite part, greasy hands off of that greasy burger, and uh, dial us up some uh, some good stuff here.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it came to the point of the show just now, where it's time to play our favorite game called Would You Rather. This week's Would You Rather is from Bob Crouch. Style over substance. You're asked to play a guest spot on stage with Joe Bonamassa for a gig at the Royal Albert Hall. You practice to the point of knowing you're going to nail your performance. But you were walking down the street to the airport and you left your guitar at the hot dog store. Of course, I could do that. I would (laughs) do that all day long. A hot dog store because you gotta I'd have a hot dog
3: snake. Do you do you like the the foot longers or do you like the the shorties or the 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 uh, skyline chili conies? Oh, would you rather? Within a would you rather? I love it. Oh my! I'm gonna Metta.
1: do the I'm gonna do the foot long just because there's more.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yes, now, well, that explains why you left your guitar there. Yes. Took. One. So
1: on the <laughs> night on the night of the gig, you have two guitars available to you, right? To walk on stage with. The first one feels perfect. That sounds amazing to your ears, but it's, it it is a hot pink BC Rich uh, BC Rich Warlock. So either the pink BC Rich Warlock or the second choice is a poorly set up uh, Telecaster knockoff, which is tougher to play. That sounds kind of blah. You know, it just doesn't sound very good. It's uninspiring to your ears, but it's a more traditional instrument for blues rock. So. The really poorly rusty string junky ish telly knockoff or the awesome feeling, super everything awesome, hot pink BC rich warlock?
0: All right. That's quite a good one. Thank you, Bob Crouch, for
3: sending that in. Uh, Net. I'm gonna go with the Skyline Conies. Okay. there's something about those little miniature hot dogs. Yes. That are delectable. Delectable. Especially when you get it with the chili and the cheese and uh-huh. the onions and okay. the mustard. I, um, I mean, I don't, don't really I mean so so I'm jamming with, with JB, is that right? This is your this is your moment. This is my moment. Um He's not going to be impressed with some knockoff. Well, You're not there thing? to impress
0: him with your guitar. You impress him with your your, your playing.
3: Well, <laughs> forget that. <laughs> They'll be turning my my uh, my microphone down real quick. Like um, I, you know, as much as I'm not crazy about warlocks by design, if it's playing well and sounds good, I mean, to me, that's the obvious choice. Yeah. And especially a hot pink guitar. I love me a hot pink guitar. There you go. All right, Jared.
1: I'm definitely going to go with the hot pink
3: warlock. And you're still sticking with the 12 inch? The footlongs.: That is
1: correct. Okay. Hot pink warlock all the way, because I, I really I'm a big giant guy. Uh, if somebody talks about a pink guitar that I'm using, I'm, I'm really not going to care. I own a pink telly Paisley.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, Cody, how about yourself?
2: Without a doubt, no questions, the hot pink the hot pink BC Rich. First the hot I want first the hot dog type. Oh. Um. Mm, I'm gonna pick the footlong because we have the root beer stand here in Cincinnati, which has the finest footlong conies ever to walk on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm gonna choose the footlong. Um but yes, the BC Rich because there is. I had a. I had a. I had a pink Schechter telly from the '80s that I should never have gotten rid of, mm. and I long for another pink guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the pink is just. And I had a friend who used to tour with a country band and played a uh, purple Ibanez RG. So you can play with whatever, you know. Mm. Yeah. So All give right. me that pink, man.
0: Okay. Well, Todd? I am going to hot dogs. I I don't eat meat so I'm going to give a foot long to Jared.
3: Oh, nice. <laughs> Good
4: man.
1: Uh, yeah. Dude, that is 24 inches of hot dogs. <laughs>
0: <Jeez>. uh,
1: <laughs> I won't say it. Yeah. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um they'll put them side by side which is maybe worse uh anyways we've got oh, yeah. uh i'm going i'm going to the uh, the pink guitar too because if for nothing else that will be the opportunity to show jb up because nobody's going to be looking <laughs> at her are like what and then he'd be like yo you were the guy with the pink warlock on stage it's awesome dude
3: yeah <laughs> show
2: off. i'm yeah. here for that absolutely all right
0: Okay.
3: So we got... Uh, uh, we're all on the same... Well, I've got, I'm have got. i alone on
0: the, uh, no. on the
3: Skyline Coney's.
0: Yeah. Okay. You had to mess that up. All right. So uh, thank you so much to Bob Cratch for sending that in. If you've got a Would You Rather, we would love to hear it from you. So please send that to us. Uh, right. Tony's going to say a few thank yous, and we're going to say goodbye to our pal, Cody, and then let you all go to do whatever it is that you're doing today. Maybe getting a hot dog or something.
3: Yes. And, and he, I might stop on the way home. Go. You know, Todd, at this point of the show, we like to thank a special group of people. Yes. These That's would right. be our executive producers. That's right. Now, let's just say someone out there is listening and said, I would really like to become an executive producer and help support this podcast. Become a patron of the podcast. It's a simple, simple thing to do. You go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple of different levels in which you can participate in supporting, becoming a patron of the podcast. The top of the heap would be our executive producers. That's right. Now, each level comes with its own bevy of thank you gifts, things like barefoot buttons and picks and T-shirts and keychains and stickers and all the good stuff. But as an executive producer, you get all that great stuff, but there's one thing more. Jared, what's that?
2: Cody, say it. You get your name read on the thing.
3: Your name read on the thing, and that's what I'm going to do right now.
2: Well done.
3: So, special thanks to Tom Barazin, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zandt, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Anthony Lathrop, John Anglin, Brad Partridge, John Esterly, Justin Jones, James White, Matt Hart. Bill Gula guitars, Richard Kendall, Ty Garman, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, Gary Cooper, Mark Garton, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Trevor Gunberg, Rick Calhoun, Anthony Gemalero, and John Halverson. Yeah. But wait, Todd, there's more. There's much, much more to go because. Yeah, we've got executive producers, and then we've got mm, really executive, executive Mm. producers. These are our grand poobas. These folks are the top of the heap, and they spend their days and nights in individual hot tubs filled with some sort of orange liquid. After that, they go off to personalized sauna rooms to steam out the demons.
1: It gets better every episode.
3: So special, special, special thanks to these Grand Poobas. Oh, did I mention there's a fez that goes along with this? Yes. They wear a fez while listening or even thinking or even talking about the podcast. So it just
1: magically appears. It
3: just, it's there. It's like, like magic. So special, special, special thanks to these Grand Poobas. Jonathan Jerusic Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Science of Sound, Sean S. S. -S -S Tommy Manasco, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, Tyler Rhines, James Pennington, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, Johnny Morales, Mel Sanders, Bob Crouch, Sam Jett, Michio Murakishi, Martin Cliff, Hex Meadows. Am I forgetting someone? Uh, no, nope, I think that's everybody. Cody Foster. Cody ah. Foster. How could I forget? How okay, could I forget? Me.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Cody. And, thank you, and Cody. everyone else who is supporting our show, we truly, truly mean it. We Absolutely. It's the best. Thank you all. All right. Uh, Cody, where can people find uh, maybe your music that you're doing?
2: Yeah. Um, so right now we, we have a Facebook page. We don't really use it a whole lot because I'm not really a big Facebook guy, but uh, it's the band is called Armadeus, like Amadeus, but with an R. Ah.
4: Um
2: so you can f- Armadeus. That was exactly our thought. And we are waiting to get t shirts made with that shtick. <laughs> uh, but you can find us on Facebook. Uh, it's just Armadeus Cincinnati. And you search the same thing on YouTube. We got a bunch of videos up there from various shows and things like that, but uh, that's yeah, that's 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 it, pretty much.
0: Right on, right on. Started sounding a little bit like Jason Bateman there for a second. Uh,
3: <laughs> Tony, go ahead. Let's just say you need a special pickguard. You want to change out pickups. You want to change the look of your guitar. Head over to pickguardian.com. Check out a all the stuff that I do. There's stuff you can buy online, but by and large, just, I, I do special custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you need, what you're trying to do. I can give you some advice maybe. We can pick something out that's going to work for you, and I'll take very good care of you.
0: Um, you know, and speaking of those, um, Anthony Gemarello, who you just recently mentioned, yes. uh, it, it's probably going to need, I'm, I'm guessing he's going to want a sweet pick guard from you He might not, but Mm. I'm thinking he will. Yeah. Because he just got a new Mm. guitar Mm. from Marvin Guitars, who's going to be on the show real soon. Nice. Super excited about that.
4: Connection.
0: Yes. I just rounded third and fourth. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Charles Nelson Riley lives. (laughs) Jared, how about yourself?
1: Uh, If you have any questions about pickups or anything like that or just want to drop me a line, uh, just get a hold of me through the Guitar Knobs podcast, social medias, either Instagram or Facebook.
0: Yeah, you can send me an email. I want to use the right pronoun. An email. Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also send me a DM, also the correct use of pronouns, a DM. ADM. on it on, ADM. ADM. on Instagram at guitar knobs we'd love to hear from you share us your story share anything you want with us we don't care the we'd would you rathers you rather. the would you rathers yes send us the would you rather we'd love that uh, so thank you all so much for hanging out with us we feel like you were here and we now we now need to clean up so uh, <laughs> have a fantastic guitar week thank you Cody thank you subscribe
3: yeah yeah Now that Jared's not here, it's just you and I, Todd. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And Cody has to listen.
1: Cody, it really does go a lot smoother than this most of the time. Yeah.
3: It was just south of Nashville earlier, and it's kind of just working its way through the Virginias next. Huh. Jared? Jared?
0: Jared? (laughs) What are you doing? Jared? I lost my damn thing. Hang on. My
3: damn thing. Where's my damn thing? We're in this little secret room outside, near the near the restrooms. To the it's jazz.
2: That je ne sais quoi.
3: Yeah, a certain Genesecois. No
0: So, do it. You got to remember that your microphone is off to the side of your face.
1: You can't <clears throat> make me do it right.
0: <laughs> I I know. As as hard as I try. No. <laughs> <laughs> he did that Tony did it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
1: Wait a Are minute. you freaking kidding me? Yeah, this this was never here.
2: Yeah, it's it's been there. Jared, uh, I'm actually pretty proud of myself. I thought I was going to be the one screwing things up, so I'm goes. actually kind of happy.
1: Oh, I just restarted my computer. What? Don't do you not listen this far to
0: the podcast? <laughs> Probably not. Say a few things. Have a few laughs.
1: Yes. 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 (laughs) Yes.
4: Anyways. uh, uh, Anyway.
0: No, I'm going to use that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com. Forward slash The Guitar Knobs. Visit our website at TheGuitarKnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also,
4: be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.